0: Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, I feel like we usually say, hey, it's good to see you, and we truly do mean it, but this time it's it's been a little while. Like We literally haven't seen or talked to each other, which is rare for us for like i don't know 12 days something like that
0: yeah it's been it's been a little bit you were you were on a little vacation and uh out and about and i was busy with working with teams and things like that (laughs) so we just we we haven't caught up and and you're right it's it's incredible to uh to get to connect. Cause I miss you, man, when we don't. Um, and I, I hope that others of you out there have relationships in your life that are not your spouse, that are not your family, that, that show up in the same way that John does for me. And, uh, we have a group of guys that it's just powerful. It's a powerful deal to be able to rely on one another in that way. And I, and I hope that others of you have that out there. And if you don't just ask somebody, man, cause we all long for community. And so I am grateful for the community that I have in you and the other men in my life. Um,
1: so don't, I don't go it alone. I mean, I think yeah. that's something that is hitting me in the face right now with, with some of the life transition stuff. And I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about transition with our guest, but this is real life, like for, for me and for us. And actually right now I'm, I'm in a different house. We're in the process of moving and I got people, pounding on cinder blocks out there. So if you hear some background noise, that's what's going on, but it's an exciting time. And, and, uh, we talked with Jonathan Jones today, who's, you know, a student athlete development consultant, he's TEDx speaker, a couple of different times has a podcast, incredible guy and a, a really cool message. And, and one of the things that struck me too, Jamie, about this idea of transition is that we're kind of always in transition. Doesn't matter who we are, what we are, athletes, parents, coaches, workers. Doesn't matter. We're always transitioning to something, um, one way or another. And I think some of the stuff he talks about is incredibly powerful today.
0: Well, and and the reality is is that we are always evolving and changing, even though we don't want to be. You know, and our situations and our contexts are always evolving and changing. And and what Jonathan talks about it specifically is the transition for student athletes from college to career. But just remove the context and apply it to your transition because sooner or later, we're going to go through a big transition and it's going to be applicable to what you're doing. And, um, you know, John, you just moved are in the process of moving. I just moved, you know, like those, those moments in life are challenging. How do we then find the good in it? And, and Jonathan is great about bringing us to some opportunities to do that. Jonathan
1: Jones. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Awesome to have you here today.
2: John, thank you so much for having me. Jamie, glad to be here with you all today.
1: So tell us a little bit more about what you do. Jonathan Speaks. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty broad name, but uh, tell (laughs) us. I mean, your background, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see he's got a basketball. So you could probably guess it's something athletics related, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I I think I think it's a great question, because if you really look at the way my business is broken down on one side, I focus solely on advocating for student athletes. Right. So personal development, professional development, mental health strategies, helping them successfully transition from college to career. Okay, so that's one side of the business. On the other side, we also do some staff development. So just assisting them uh, ultimately around retention as well as self-care, self-help type strategies as well in addition to inspiration or motivation. So there's there, there's, there's two sides to it uh, broken down in that way. And then also like my podcast, Beyond the Ball, will go on the student athlete side as well.
0: So I uh, had the fortune to listen to some of your episodes and and realize that we're very much in alignment about trying to transition people into skills that they can use for the entirety of their life out of athletics, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the some of the tools that you give those athletes when they're done to say I'm a little bit empty maybe I'm 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 lost I don't know what to do that transition is really really hard I think you know John and I both went through it as well finishing the college career portion and maybe we're not even mm-hmm. talking about college career as an athlete maybe we're just talking about being a student in college and now starting your next adventure. What are some of the tools that we can give people to help that transition uh, smooth out a little bit?
2: So I, I think I think that's an excellent, I think that's really an excellent question. And I, I recently wrote this ebook and one of the things I talk about in the ebook is just focusing on, on S squared, right? Because a lot of people say, identify your why, what is your why? And you know, we have to identify that and I think we'll get there. But ultimately I say, find a problem you can solve And find a place that you can serve. So if you find a problem, right, because John, same for you, Jamie, same for myself, there's been something if we take a step back and we really look, there's been something that somebody has consistently asked each and every one of us about. Hey, Jamie, do you know how to do this? Hey, John, do you know how to do this? But what about this? Can you do this? And it's, it's in that area. And the reason I say that, God, I'm sitting there looking at the one thing. I'm currently reading that in my book club. And it's, it's in the area of the one thing. So we have to find that problem that we solve that ultimately gives us that one thing. And then once we can solve that problem, then we go and then we apply that in a place to where we can serve. So that, that's where I really encourage people. Because if you find that, then you begin to get that level of fulfillment serving. And you might realize, I don't like serving at the soup kitchen. I don't like serving, volunteering, reading books to kids. But you might realize that you enjoy speaking in that way. So the, that, that would be the, the, the starting point that I, that I would just challenge people with to reflect and start from there. And then we can build from that point.
1: Well, and that's kind of the, we were on a podcast a few weeks ago. And one of the first questions he asked us is like, for you guys as a, as a business, what is your bleeding neck you know, what's the bleeding neck problem that you solve that, okay, mm-hmm. somebody's got a bleeding neck, right? Like that's their problem right now. How do you solve it? Right. And and that was something that really challenged us to, to really consider like, Oh man, yeah, we have this broad idea of we serve athletes and coaches and parents and, and help mm-hmm. grow them. But man, when you get down to my neck's bleeding, I got to have somebody fix it right now. Mm-hmm. And you start to narrow in and, and get intentional about what that problem is that really helps you you know set a course for figuring out what you want to do moving forward
2: yeah i i mean I, I think it's i think it's one of those things just like going to the dentist or just like going to you know the auto mechanic shop there are so many things that are wrong but which which is the one that you can't operate if you know you have a cavity and every time air touches it you go so what like what's the what's the sense of urgency what's the pain level to where you get in there and you solve that thing.
0: And you were talking about the book, The One Thing. Wait, what is the one thing I can do such that by doing everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? That's my alarm. Okay, so when I wake up every morning, it's on my phone and it says, What oh, is the wow. one thing I can do such that by doing everything else is easier? or unnecessary. And I think that's what we're talking about. If I have this toothache, if I have this bleeding neck, I can't do anything else. Everything mm-hmm. else is challenging. Everything else is difficult. I can't manage any of it until I address word one. And and when I think about developing athletes for transition, for career, right, mm-hmm. for a life that is beyond sport, how does that, what does success look like for you in doing that? How do you get students get athletes to see that one big problem and then address it what does that look like
2: so so success for me it it comes in a few different forms i I would say and 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 the first the first form would just be seeing the light bulb like seeing the light bulb come up and seeing the light bulb come on ultimately just for them to be more aware about it so understanding wow john's trying to help me get ready for my career i'm a freshman does that apply to me maybe I should get a LinkedIn page. So just creating the level of awareness so then when further lessons come behind it that are reinforcing the seed that I planted, then that, that, that's, a, that's a great measuring point for me. But even in addition to that, of course, helping them have hand, hands-on tangible tools to where after this presentation, you have something that you can apply to your life and you have an area to where you can begin to grow. You can begin to, to learn more. You can begin to identify a gifting that you have right so that would be how, how i like to assess you know how i'm measuring measuring the growth and measuring just the work that we're doing and
0: i think that's you know for a coach and i, I know that a lot of coaches listen to what mm-hmm. we do and we have a lot of uh, people in our lives that are coaches because we're coaches right we've mm-hmm. been in in sports and we've been in coaches and that's our community and and i think about that sometimes as to how do we what are we doing to define success? I love that you said that it's like the seed that I planted is taking root and I'm seeing something come mm-hmm. of it. And I so often think about coaching as an opportunity to plant seeds, you know? Mm-hmm. And so.
1: So that's, I, you mentioned, okay, we have a freshman. We're trying to get him to, or her to realize, okay, I can take some steps proactively mm-hmm. to set myself up in a few years. If we can get him there right? Cause I think back to myself as a freshman in college and I wanted to eat pizza, play video games and play football, right? Like I didn't want to think <laughs> about what am I doing four years from now. Definitely. now? Would it have benefited me? Absolutely. To have someone like you in my life saying, Hey, let's take some proactive steps. But what about the people that didn't have that? And now, you know, I, and I was just telling Jamie, this story, um, I was just with a a couple and and she was telling me about her brother who is an elite swimmer all throughout his youth and into high school was at the Olympic trials. And it, it didn't quite pan out for him. Right. And now he's struggling to figure out who he is. And I think, you know, your, your initial thing, when you said find a problem to solve and then find a place to serve, I think that's Mm -hmm. incredible advice for someone like him. But again, what about somebody who were already in that transition and we're already a little bit lost and we're trying to find the way, right? Because, and that's a little bit different than the freshman being proactive and saying, I can do this. But what if I already have that baggage built up of, I've already transitioned. I have no idea what to do. And I'm just kind of scrambling.
2: Yeah, I think that that's an individual who should take a visit or take a tour of LinkedIn. T- take a tour of LinkedIn. You don't have to buy the premium package, but you can take a tour of LinkedIn and then begin Just to look through the platform, right? Begin to type in keywords of of things that have inspired you or areas you might have an interest in. So somebody could say real estate, for instance, instance. So we type in real estate and then we might see who's a big time real estate investor or somebody who's just involved in real estate in some way, shape or form. We can find them on LinkedIn and LinkedIn is a great platform because it allows you, one, to connect to individuals so you can have dialogue, but two, it allows you to follow them. So you can see if they're putting out blogs, if they're putting out video content, if they're having live LinkedIn streams, then you can begin to learn from this individual and then you can give yourself like a time limit. You might say, hey, after two weeks, after three weeks, I'm going to determine if... This person I'm following, I want to continue to follow or I want to take a deeper look into what he's doing or what she's doing. But then on the other side of that, I would say you find about three or four people in about three or four different interest groups. So let's say one's coaching, one's real estate, and we'll say another one might be um, HR or something like that. Even though, even though coaches, I think coaches can do a little bit better job on LinkedIn. I don't see too many coaches on LinkedIn, <laughs> but but I think I think there's a great opportunity. So utilizing the LinkedIn platform, utilizing YouTube, and then just taking time to just consume some information, learn more about it, right? Learn more about podcasting, and then after you know two weeks, three weeks, we look at it and we're like, mm, I don't think I don't think HR is the lane for me. We cancel HR out, and then we replace it with another. Interest or career opportunity, so that that would be what, what I would suggest. Just you know, just to get started, just to get some information, and then that's the way we can make the best educated decision based on the information that we have.
1: So you mentioned LinkedIn, and I think it's an incredible tool, also, and and that's something that I've I've gotten more and more comfortable with and using it, and it it's it's done wonders for for us. But I think how do you get younger people? Because it's generally, I would say, it's an older person's platform Mm -hmm. Mm because it's not flashy all the time. It's Mm -hmm. not vacation pictures and my dog and ice cream. It's more, I would say, real life stuff. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you go about starting that conversation and creating that awareness about, Hey, this is a really incredible platform that will teach you a lot of things that, you know, it's not flashy like Instagram, but this is going to potentially help you set you up for success or, things in the future.
2: So I think, I think the best analogy here would almost be like like one of those proteins, right? We, we've we've all worked out, we've taken one of the proteins and, you know, there's some really good ones like the muscle milk, it tastes delicious, but then there's some other ones, it just tastes like shredded up cardboard mixed with milk. It's just like, what is this? But ultimately, <laughs> we're trying to get the end result, right? We're trying to get the muscle mass, we're trying to get the gains, so we still took the protein. And I think with this generation now, we have to just frame things in a way to where it's self- serving, or frame things in a way to where it benefits them. It's almost like putting medicine inside of a lollipop. They're going to enjoy the sweet and the sugar of the lollipop, but then eventually they're going to get the medicine. So Hmm. I think that's how we have to really leverage and speak to the platform and say, well, you're interested in in getting an internship, aren't you? And they're like, yeah. John, I want to get an internship. Well, how have you gone about looking for internships? Well, I, I don't know where to look. And then, you know, showing like, hey, well, did you know LinkedIn? I think that's a great opportunity because it's basically a pool for internships, if you will, because there's (laughs) CEOs and managers and people all across the board. So we just have to get really strategic and we have to get really crafty in how we present certain things to individuals, I would say, would be one of the best ways to go about ultimately to help them get the end result that they want, but also on the other end for the coaches, the admins, the staff, to help them get the bottom line that they want as well, because they want to have success in their program. Because they want to have that program as a fine-tuned machine.
0: So we typically deal on the mental performance side of things. We're called eyes up mindset. And we we try and do something similar to what you do, but on the mental side. You talked about your business is really two pieces. And there is that also that mental health, that self-care, that component that is, hey, how do you do you? I think there is a piece that you're speaking to in this about wrapping the medicine in a, in something sugary. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That creates a system, right? That creates a system of growth in your business life. How do you do that? How do you present that? How do you prepare that on that other side of your business, which is the mental performance the mental growth, the self care side?
2: Can you can you rephrase the question because I feel like it's a really good question. But Jamie, yeah. I was so locked in. Can can you just rephrase the question a little you bit bet. for me?
0: So you you said we're going to do LinkedIn as kind of medicine wrapped in, a, you know, or Instagram as mm-hmm. medicine wrapped in a, a lollipop. Mm-hmm. I we try and do that as as presenters, right? We want to give them this mental health tool, this mental skill development tool. What's your access to that? How do you get? to people that are maybe struggling with self-care and say, this is really valuable, even though you may not want to hear it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So it's almost like, it's almost like leading people to the ledge. Right. So when I hop on, when I hop on the call with, with potential clients, I hop on the call with, you know, student athletes, I already know the answer to the question. It's kind of like your parents, you know, they, they give you a chance, Jamie, did you eat the cookies out of the cookie jar? And it's not dinner time yet. You're like, no, mom, I didn't. And you have chocolate all around your mouth. <laughs> and they're like, Jamie, I'm going to ask you one more time. Did you eat the cookies? Okay, I, I ate the cookies. So for me, what I do is I- I'll hop on a call and I'll ask people. And I'm like, well, before we before we dive in, before we talk about anything, I'm just curious, personally. Like, how's your self-care? And then some of them, they just sighed like, oh. And then some are like, ah, ah, and they give all the, I I could do better. I should be doing better. It's not where it should be, but I need to make sure that these kids are here, but I need to make sure that I do this for them. And they go down this laundry list of different things. And then I just come back to them and I say, well, ultimately, you know, you you can't give somebody all of you if you're on half of a tank, right? So just ultimately creating that conversation and normalizing that conversation, really bringing it to the forefront, letting them know, like, hey, you know, I know you're working 40 hours, 60 hours a week, probably more than that now because, you know, shutdowns, COVID, et cetera. But it's like you have to still do things that recharge you, because if not, then you're going to be out of alignment. And if you're out of alignment, then you're going to be leading a bad example of just like you talked
1: about, Jamie. You're going to be creating a bad
2: system or a toxic system.
1: Well, and I think I think the important part of that is, goes back to that awareness of what actually refuels you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so many of us get caught working 40 or 60 hours a week, and then we're doing laundry or we're doing errands or we're doing other stuff that's not work. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow that gets wrapped into, that's my recharge time, right? That's my, I'm doing all these things that aren't work, but it's not actually recharging me either. And mm-hmm. we're, and I'm not getting intentional enough about those things and spending time reading, exercising, spending time with our family, whatever it is going for walks. Um, So I think that's a big part of it is just being aware of what actually does fill you back up. So you can give more of yourself.
2: Definitely. Definitely. I I, I would agree a hundred, a hundred percent. We have to, we have to identify those things. And I think sometimes we lose those things. And I was telling somebody the other day, I, I was doing a presentation and then I challenged the staff. I said, excuse me. I said, I want you all just to close your eyes. I want you to just imagine you just when you were at a place of complete joy, right? Nostalgia, no worries, no stress, no bills, just close your eyes. Just think about that time. Then they visualized it. Then we opened our eyes, started talking to a few of them. And I was like, well, where, where was that point? Where was that place? Somebody said when they had a dog, somebody said cooking at home more. And I said, well, now that you've identified this thing, if you're in a stressful situation once you take a couple deep breaths and i want you to visualize that moment because that's like your safe space and we need to be able to tap into that at all times what's that for you um the thing that recharges me most it's oh my goodness god it's such a good question so i so i take i take off sundays on sundays um you know I'm here at the house with my wife. So on Sundays, you know, we'll watch church on TV now. And then after that, you know, we'll we'll just hang out. We might watch some movies. Uh, you know, we might just talk a little bit about our plans for the week. But I do that weekly. So I would say that's a thing that recharges me. But I love this work so much. Like I go to sleep and I'm just waiting for Monday like, I, cause, oh my goodness, you I get, I, I just get so worked up about it. I was, I had a dream last night about Instagram reels. I was like, oh my goodness, this <laughs> is <was> a problem.
0: <laughs> so coming back to all this, how do we, how do we get people? And, and one of the questions I had for you, again, it was around sport, but I think it can be bigger than that, right? How do we get people to realize what is the real important thing coming out of these experiences, right? How do we, you know, I think about the transition from college athlete to our career. Mm. And I, and I think about how hard that is, right? That, that loss of identity, that piece that is, I am no longer this person, right? But that you being that person, wasn't the important part of you being an athlete right? Mm. You being the manager at a business and then losing that job, that, that thing wasn't the important thing. How do we direct people to what the takeaways from all this are? Each experience has something in it, but how do we find that? Or how do we help people find that? You know, I think you talked a little bit about it, just reflecting and, you know, visualizing, but there's, there's more there. And I, I'd love if you could unpack that for us a little bit.
2: Yeah. So how do we, how do we extract those experiences? Wow. So yes, just like you said, Jamie, I think, you know, it, it, it is some self-reflection, but, but then it's, it's also, I think it's also taking the time to really think back, because I think when we look back, we always see ourselves in the best light. We see, we remember the best moment of the best team that we ever played for. So it's, it, it's fictional, right? So Looking at that, but then ultimately just thinking about what were some of the best things that I learned from the team? What were some of the best lessons I learned from the coach? What were some of the things I enjoyed about my teammates? But then just remove the sport for a second, right? So we'll just remove, we'll disable the sport for a second, and then just see how we can transfer some of those things over, because research shows us that the majority of managers who are in the C-suite, they were former student athletes. And in, in addition to when we began to speak about women in sports as well, I saw somebody post a tweet. Talking about women who are in the C-suite, that's the same for them as well. So we have to begin to extract those lessons. So character, integrity, those things apply across the board. So it's like, okay, well, you know, for me, practicing integrity in my sport, it's me just being a clean player and me playing the game the way it's meant to be played. So now over here in corporate America, what does integrity look like? It looks like me locking in, showing up on time, doing my work, and not, you know, not scrolling on Instagram all the time while I'm at home working. And really doing what I said I'm going to do. So it's really just applying those things. Hard work on the court. It looks like sweat. It looks like exhaustion. It looks like ice in your knees. Hard work in the corporate arena. It might look like you working a little bit later that night. And you putting a few tweaks or different things like that on a presentation. But ultimately, when we get to a place to where we extract the the point, but then we remove the sport, I think that's when we can get a real picture. But we have to also have uh, a solid group of people around us who can also keep us in a place to where we don't just go to, oh, my goodness, I was about to make the game-winning shot, throw the game-winning touchdown, but somebody else was like, no, but, you know, you you actually were, were injured that game, you know? So, I mean, I know that that's what's glamorous, but at the end of the day, we have to really lock into what really matters and how can we position ourselves to move forward. Because if we have a realistic picture of what was behind us, then we can say, I was injured. Maybe it was time for me to put him up. I put him down and I gave it all that I had every practice, every game. So now I can walk away knowing that I poured myself out into the game. Now what what's next in life?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I just think about some people in my life right now that are are dealing with that in terms of, you know, real life, personal stuff. It's not about mm. athletics, you know, and, and it's about, okay, yeah, I was injured you know, and that was, that was then, and having an actual, actual, uh, sorry, excuse me, um a, a realistic picture of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, okay. I acknowledge that. Now what's next? How do I move forward? Right. And, and learn and grow from those things. But Jonathan, speaking of learning and growing, what, when people ask you, I, I assume people ask you, like, do you have any success stories that you are your go-to that comes to mind in terms of hey, who comes to mind when it's like, yeah, this person either I didn't think they were going to make it and all of a sudden we got to a light bulb moment or um, it was a long road ahead of them and they've figured it out and lots of twists and turns, but they got there. Do you have a a story um, of success like that from one of your clients or coaches or?
2: Yeah. So for, for me right now, there there are a lot of people who are in transition because the majority of the people I work with typically come through an institution. And I, I actually told you all, Fib, because there are actually like three sides of my business. Because <laughs> the, the third side would be uh, I, I work with a few clients individually, you know, helping them just around like speaking and getting speaking engagements in the in the education industry or more so with. In the athletics industry, if you will, sure. But I, I, I have some clients who who are who are really in transition. So you know they're like they're currently with the nine to five, and they're making a pathway to either pivot or to just continue to I guess walk with with, with the two. So. Sure. So they're they're currently in transition. is, is the is the best way I, I can put it. They're currently in transition. I mean, I have I have a former student athlete I was working with, and you know he's getting ready to launch his podcast. He went through my podcast, of course, and he's getting ready to launch his podcast. So I'm excited about him. But but everybody else, we're, we're like in transition. We're currently like going through the program now as we speak.
0: I think that's just an unbelievable metaphor, right? We're kind of always all in transition in some way, shape, <laughs> or form, and and. You know, we might feel comfortable in something for a little while and then something new comes and, and steers the course a little bit differently. And and I, I just think, you know, from us, it's a thank you because I think so many of the people that we work with are, you know, and we work with a lot of high school athletes trying to get to college, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're working with athletes that are like, I want to take the next step. I want to up my performance game. And, and one of the things we always come back to is, this is not just football. It's not just track and field. It's not just wrestling. It's not just baseball. This is life. And what you're doing is you're saying, okay, you guys want to transition. You're in that moment. You're in that transition period. How do we do this the best way possible so that you can take these skills that you learned over here playing basketball and put them into you know, the sweat and the grind that we're comfortable with in basketball? We're comfortable mm-hmm. with, you know, as a wrestler, I was comfortable cutting weight and putting in extra hours and not eating so I could make the weight, but I'm not always comfortable to doing that with the business or with mm. my job. And like, how do we take those skills? And so I thank you for the work that you're doing because it's so powerful and it really would have been huge for me at 22. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. And absolutely. at 19 also, you know, and so um, it's a powerful gift you're giving.
2: Well, I appreciate you, gentlemen. I definitely appreciate uh, you all and the work that you all are doing, knowing that you all are working with the whole, you know, basically like the whole spectrum, if you will, because you all said like staff with the coaches and the and the students. So, I mean, I, I admire the work that you all do as well, and I know it's really essential, especially going from high school to college because that, that's a lot bigger jump than I think people realize, um, and I didn't realize it at the, at the time either. But um, So I, I thank you for that.
1: Appreciate it. Jonathan, where can people find you? Uh, out and about in the world?
2: Uh, you can go to JonathanJonesSpeaks.com. That, that's where everything is. That's where uh, my podcast is. That's where people can get access to the, to the free ebook I just released, um, geared towards student-athletes, seven ways that we can better serve and support them and set them up for career readiness post-graduation. Um, so that's why I'd encourage everybody to go to JonathanJonesSpeaks.com, and, and that's also my social handles, Jonathan Jones Speaks. And, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on just about every pla- – I am on every platform yeah every platform
1: <laughs> well i appreciate it thank you for your time sir
2: thank you john and thank you jamie i appreciate you all
1: thanks again to jonathan for joining us incredible stuff um continue to be blessed by guests like jonathan who just bring it for us jamie they bring the energy they bring the good juice the good word um appreciate you guys joining us today i the takeaway for me or one of the big takeaways that just knocked me off my chair almost was when I asked him, you you know, how do we, how do we move beyond, or how do we work through the transition? And he says, find a problem to solve, find a place to serve. I think that's something that no matter what area of life you are, if you're an athlete, if you're uh, in a job transition, or you want to be in a job transition, or if you're just kind of stuck, like what incredible advice, find a, a problem to solve, find a place to serve, And, and anybody can do that.
0: No question. And, and really what, how do we get there? Right. I think that's the big question is how do we get there? And, and he also went here. And I think this is such incredible thing for anybody in a life transition is be able to extract the value from the situation, but remove the situation. He said, remove the sport. I don't care if you're an athlete, if you're in a life transition, that looks like divorce or having a child or whatever. Find the value in the situation, find the learning moment, but then remove the rest of it and say, how do I move forward without that and still do this thing incredibly well? Because I know how I've done it before.
1: And as always, live eyes up.